arranged, you know, to have a couple of days to myself really to what I thought was heal. Um, I diagnosed myself with sinusitis. <laughs> so I, I had had that before. And so I thought this excruciating headache that was coming from my forehead, that must be what it is. I just need to rest and, you know, drink more water and all of that. And uh, so, yes, I cleared my schedule laid down with this excruciating headache and arranged with my son's dad that I would pick him up in two days. So we had this phone conversation and at this time that I would pick him up in the morning. And when I didn't show up to pick him up two days later is when the search party basically began for me because I wasn't answering the phone. My car was in the driveway. No one had heard from me. Hello and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or you've lost your gratitude journal once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach. And I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. It's Julie Boye here, and I'm so grateful that you've decided to listen in today as I interview Tracy Purvis. Tracy Purvis is an incredible woman. She is a mom, a coach, a psychiatric nurse, and a lifelong learner. And incredibly, she is a brain tumor survivor. We will hear her story in detail on the podcast. But what's most important is that her journey through all these brain surgeries actually helped her to discover the importance of gratitude and optimism. She's the author of a book called Gratitude Reciprocates. And I just really enjoyed her conversation. We have a great heart-to-heart conversation about understanding what it really means to think of today as a gift. Her and I have both been through experiences where we might not have made it. And thanks to timing, and one might even say the grace of God, we are both still here today. So I really connected with Tracy, and then I just really enjoyed our conversation all around gratitude. So thank you so much for choosing to listen to this episode and for Tracy's story and how gratitude has made such an incredible impact on her own life that now she's focused on helping others to find and create a gratitude practice of their own. Before we get into this wonderful interview with Tracy, I wanted to ask you if you'd consider supporting the podcast. There are lots of ways that you can support this podcast. One of the most simplest ways is to leave a review or rating on your favorite podcast app. Whenever you do that, it helps others to find the podcast and it tells the app that you're enjoying listening to the podcast. Another way that you can support me is by taking a look at the wakeupwithgratitude.com online shop. Right now I have a clearance on my gratitude cards. I am clearing out the cards that I have in stock in order to make room for new and exciting projects that I want to bring to you in the second half of 2022. Thank you so much for your support. I truly appreciate it. You know, this podcast is a labor of love. 
There's time, energy, and financial resources that goes into bringing you this podcast every single week. And it is something that I get tremendous amount of joy out of doing. And I want to continue to keep bringing you this podcast because I know that so many of you have made changes in your own life thanks to listening to this podcast. So thank you again for being here, for listening, and I hope that you will take some of the things that Tracy and I share about our different gratitude practices and our outlook on life and implement it into your own. Let's welcome Tracy Purvis to the podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'm very excited to welcome Tracy Purvis to the podcast. Hello, my friend. Hello, Julie. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Tracy, as soon as I was introduced to you, I knew I had to have you on the podcast. Tracy is a coach, mom, psychiatric nurse, a lifelong learner, and a brain tumor survivor. She is a certified coach with Be More You, Inc., and has a master's in nursing and more than 20 years of experience in that field. Now, after four brain surgeries, she discovered the importance of gratitude and optimism. She's also the author of Gratitude Reciprocates, Lessons from a Brain Tumor. As you can see, friends, you can understand why as soon as I just even took a look at what Tracy was doing that I knew we had to have a conversation about gratitude because this is the kind of story that I love sharing with you, with the audience, to understand how powerful gratitude is as a part of our healing, as a part of our journey. Now, Tracy, I know you've listened to the podcast a few times before, and you know that I love to hear a little bit about the story um, behind my guests. You know, were you raised in an environment where these kind of positive things, optimism, gratitude was in your life? Is that how you grew up? Great question, Julie. Um, I would say I had a wonderful upbringing, a beautiful family. Uh, Gratitude in and of itself was not something we ever discussed. Um, I think that's pretty typical. And uh, I was surrounded by love and opportunities in particular, uh, very influenced by my grandmother. She's very strong and did tend to look at things, uh, you know, the glass half full. So uh, as things would arise, she would have this inner strength and resiliency. And, you know, she's long passed away, but it was very influential for me. I think that as life goes, we all experience our ups and downs, our hills and valleys, and we all have obstacles uh, to overcome. That's just part of our life journey. And what informed me though, was a bit of a natural inclination towards looking optimistically feeling grateful for what I did have when times were tough. Um, And then just practicing that muscle and then realizing how that influenced my life and how things changed with that change of mindset. And that really did uh, come to kind of come to a head when, yeah, when I was diagnosed with a brain tumor and that part of my life, it's kind of Mm. very, I look at it as, I think we're all experiencing right now a pre-global pandemic life and then a post 
I find, uh, you know, I hear it when I talk to people, they say, okay, well, that was pre-COVID. And I say the same thing when I think of something that happened, where was that in the timeline of life? Because it was a life-changing event that's happened to all of us as of 2020. Uh, and so for me, that was, I had a, a natural inclination of gratitude. And then I had, and that was my pre-brain tumor life and then post and current uh, life um, than it is about realizing how impactful and simple and free a gratitude practice is mm -hmm. and how that is a impacts my life and is a ripple effect has changed the trajectory really of my life's journey. So I'm wondering, Tracy, tell me a little bit about what your life was like just really before that diagnosis, before you got sick. Sure. I was a busy mom. I was divorced. This is um, 2008 was when my life really changed. That was my, that was my year where things really, uh, yeah, I did not foresee what was about to come. And so at that time in my life, uh, I had a young son, um, a great relationship with his dad, but we were divorced and so I was a busy working mom. I, I was a nurse, uh, worked in forensic psychiatry and loved my job, but I was transitioning to teaching. So I was busy working at a hospital that we have here in British Columbia, uh, maximum security and loving that, but also then teaching at a local university uh, for two different nursing programs there. And so busy with that in my growing career, um, busy as a mom and all the things that that entails. And so um, what ended up happening was I started to ignore the symptoms of, um, of what my body was telling me, really. And as a side note, I do think that nurses stereotypically can be quite poor patients. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was very busy self-diagnosing or ignoring my symptoms. And so they went on for months and months and months. Um, in hindsight, I'm not sure if I had gone and sought medical attention, if anything different would have happened uh, because I was otherwise very healthy. And I think my symptoms were very uh, easily dismissed as um, stress, busyness, uh, you know, as we all kind of can get in our life. And so doing things quite unconsciously, um, autopilot, if you will. And uh, yeah, life then um, caused me to have a, a real pause <laughs> and, and change. How old were you at that time, Tracy? I was 37. Wow. Yeah. So it probably wasn't even like in your mind that something like this could happen at 37. No, I exactly. Right. And I, you know, my symptoms were, I had a couple symptoms that did send me to the doctor. I experienced vertigo for my first time. I had never had that before. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was, it was put off as a ear infection and, um, headaches that were plaguing me daily, but I, continually dismiss them as I wasn't getting enough sleep. I was burning the candle at both ends, uh, you know, keeping food on the table and transitioning to a different part of my nursing career. And uh, 
I was otherwise very healthy, uh, working out at the gym six days a week and doing, you know, all the things that, uh, it was, you know, the, the prime of my life and, uh, just was not prepared, uh, at all. It was not at all in my mind of what actually was happening in my body. Absolutely. So was there like a moment or something that happened that finally the doctors were like this, we got to take you for some more serious testing. There's something going on here that we don't understand. Uh, there was absolutely a moment, but I wish it was, I wish in many ways that it had been that way. But, um, you know, at the other, on the other hand, I do very much appreciate what happened and how it happened because it significantly impacted, uh, my life and my life story that then I can share with other people. And what happened was that, um, as my, my symptoms progressed, um, a headache became more and more serious uh, to one day, finally, I realized how bad it was. And uh, it was quite excruciating. And I decided I needed to take the time off of work, uh, take care of myself. I sent my son to his dad's and arranged, you know, to have a couple of days to myself, really to what I thought was heal. Um, I diagnosed myself with sinusitis. <laughs> So I I had had that before. And so I thought this excruciating headache that was coming from my forehead, that must be what it is. I just need to rest and, you know, drink more water and all of that. And uh, so, yes, I cleared my schedule, laid down with this excruciating headache and arranged with my son's dad that I would pick him up in two days. So we had this phone conversation and at this time that I would pick him up in the morning. And when I didn't show up, to pick him up two days later is when the search party basically began for me because I wasn't answering the phone. My car was in the driveway. No one had heard from me, which wasn't completely unusual. I was very busy with shift work as a nurse. And so when people called me in those two days and I didn't answer, it wasn't anything in and of itself that that was alarming. But when I didn't come to pick up my son, that certainly was very out of character for me. Uh, and so I was found in my home unconscious. I had been unconscious for two days. So when I laid down two days prior, I had, I, what I didn't realize was that this headache was actually caused by a brain tumor that was expanding and growing in my brain. And it had grown as much as it could in the space where it was. And now was blocking all the cerebral spinal fluid in my brain. So that is something that's you know, very important in our brains and we have to have that fluid there. And when you block it, your brain swells. And so that's what was causing this extreme headache. My brain was swelling, causing me then to have hydrocephalus and become unconscious. Um, it was then swelling down my brain stem and I was hours, um, minutes possibly to death. So it was, it's a, it's a fatal position of this tumor. It's, um, non-cancerous, but it's just in a really bad location. So yes, I was found and taken to hospital and had surgery um, that day and woke up from that in a real confusion because I <laughs> had simply laid down with a headache. And here I was in a near ward, uh, rushed into um, not my local, I was taken to my local hospital, but they they had to then send transport me to a hospital that could, um, that had a neurosurgeon on staff that could yeah. deal with my brain. Mm -hmm. That 
when you share that that story of that hours from not being here, you know, it's it's these stories, it's these brushes with death that really in for me help me to remember that simply waking up with the gift of another day is a gift because you may just not have and that and we never know like you said you woke up not knowing yeah so absolutely I, it's yeah i i kind of know what that feels like um just having been through, uh, for those that are podcast listeners, you know, kind of my story when I, um, I survived invasive group A strep, do you know what that is as a nurse? Uh, and it's not, the survival rate isn't that good. And I, you know, went into a medically induced coma and, uh, you know, woke up a week later and not knowing everything that I went through and how close, you know, it came to going the other way. So, It really hits my heart when you share your story about that closeness to, you know, one different decision and I wouldn't be here, you know, a couple more hours and you wouldn't be here. And that, that for me was kind of the start of my gratitude journey, but I also, it didn't happen right away. And so I just reading your story, um, you, did you find gratitude right away? No, you went through a number of different things. Like how did, cause you, it says you've been through four brain surgeries. So where along this path do you kind of discover this power of gratitude? Was it a book you read something, somebody introduced you to? I think really it's a combination of many things. I can't quite pinpoint it to one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like I was saying earlier, it's a, generally that's, my nature that I do. Um, I believe, and, and, and so things have just gotten stronger. I have been able to, you know, research what gratitude does, learn about it, um, become more open and realize the impact of it and change my, you know, the course of my professional career really mm-hmm. based on that. And what I really believe is that we all have a choice. So things happen sometimes to us and we have no control over that. Um, But we do have control over our response. So we have an ability then to respond and choose how we will react to whatever it is, be it a car accident, a medical diagnosis, waking up from, you know, brain tumor surgery, um, having strep, being in a coma, all these things, loss of relationships, we, they happen to us sometimes, you know, they, they happen, they feel like they happen to us, but we then have a choice of what we will do with that. So it partly was just, um, just really who I am. Um, but I, what I noticed was that after having my brain surgeries, uh, I would, go back to the gym, you know, I, I would be discharged from hospital really within only a couple of days and be rehabilitating at home. And these types of surgeries that I have, it, it really takes about a year for your brain to heal uh, and get back to as, as normal as hopefully you will get for it to heal to its maximum capacity. I've experienced, I feel like it actually takes longer than that, but um, that's what, that's what the neurosurgeons say. But what I 
what I would do would I would I'd go to the gym, let's say, mm-hmm. a few days after being home. I would still have staples in my head. And, you know, and and people would come up to me having heard what happened um, and ask me things. I, I recall having conversations with people where they would say, like, how are you not you know, at home, I, I think I would be laying like in a fetal position. So scared, you know, because I, because I'm living with this brain tumor and they can't remove it. So I will, you know, hopefully I will no longer have any more surgeries, but it's very possible that I will. And if I don't monitor it and have surgeries, it will, if it does grow, it would take my life. So people have said to me, how do you then, you know, how do you get up out of bed? How do you not like lay in, in just eat potato chips all day? And I, and I've explained to them in that moment that I do have times and days where I eat all the potato chips and lay in bed, but there are very few moments in, in, to be true, to be honest, where I do feel like that. And I don't have moments where I say, you know, why me? Because why not me? Why would I think that someone else kind of, you know, deserves this and I, and I don't. And so the choice is then simple. I think, okay, this has happened to me. The choice is, do I curl up in a ball and eat all the potato chips and life passes me by? Or do I say, yeah, this is what's happened. Come to an acceptance. What is, is, and then what am I going to do? So that's when I really realized that I have something here to share with people that maybe this doesn't come, you know, as easily to everyone. And there's no right or wrong. There's no judgment of that's good or bad. That just is. And so what can I share with people? How can I assist, inspire, teach people to uh, flex that muscle so that they can also find that choice when they're facing life's obstacles? So I'm curious, Tracy, you know, you really do have an amazing mindset around all of this. And I I can relate to that. Absolutely. I remember, you know, one of the questions that I got after what I went through was, would I be pursuing the doctors for malpractice or whatever, because of, you know, the infection that happened due to a surgery, all these things. And I was like, I, do I want to lose that many years of my life fighting or do I want to continue and be grateful that I still get to be here? And that was a decision that I made. And other people may have made a different decision. And like you, people in a similar situation to yours may have made the decision to curl up and to give up on life and just, but there is such an impact on the way that we think and the way that we react on our mental health and our physical well-being as well. So did you end up, did you have to leave your profession because of your brain tumor or was it the brain tumor that said, ah, I got I want to do things differently now. So I'm going to shift and change careers that way. So was it sort of, which way did it go when you made the decision to shift your career? Uh, the way it went for me was each brain surgery I had, I uh, had what, that emergency surgery Then I had, and they didn't remove my tumor right. um, or even realize I had it actually at that time. Oh. So uh, yeah. Um, and interesting that you mentioned about uh, malpractice, et cetera, because then, then when I was diagnosed a month later, and had a second surgery a month after that. So two months in between my first and second surgeries, I had a different neurosurgeon who I have now. He's amazing. And he encouraged me, uh, or at least discussed with me the possibility or the decision, the choice I would have of maybe making a formal complaint about the first neurosurgeon that missed my tumor. 
And I too was then faced with, is this something that I want to do? And I ended up deciding um, not to. And I still, that comes to mind sometimes of whether did I make the right decision, but it was based on gratitude. It was based on that. That first neurosurgeon, yes, he missed my tumor, but he saved my life. We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. Friends, do you ever wish that you had a way to be reminded to be grateful every day? I know that I need daily reminders to practice gratitude. And so what I've done to help myself and you remember to be grateful every day is I've started sharing daily gratitude reminders on my Instagram account. If you're not already following me on Instagram, you can find me at Julie C.M. Boyer. That's J-U-L-I-E-C-M like Mary, B-O-Y-E-R. Or you can search Wake Up With Gratitude to find me on Instagram. I do have a second account where I share my photography and you're welcome to follow me there as well. However, the daily gratitude prompts will be shared on my main account every day. I know that it helps me if I see a visual reminder to be grateful every day. So I'm using the photos that I've taken all over Vancouver Island and using them as a backdrop for my words of gratitude. I'd love to see you over on Instagram. Let's get back to the podcast episode. He put a shunt in, drained the fluid, I survived. And I then chose to, and again, I, there's no right or wrong. I, I don't live in regret of it, but I was, that was what informed my decision. I was grateful. And so then I had, um, you know, I was continued to be monitored. A couple of years later, it was growing. I had to have a third surgery. And then three years later, I had um, my daughter. Uh, and so I have a son and a daughter now. And so when I had my daughter six months after she was born, my tumor had grown and I needed to have surgery again. So I was an older mom having um, my baby and all that that entails of your body. And then my brain tumor had grown. I needed to have surgery. And so I think all of those things, the fact that it was my fourth brain surgery, I was older um, and my body had been through so much. It took me much longer to rehabilitate from that surgery. And so I quickly realized that I wasn't going to be able to bounce back to my nursing uh, career. I had every other time after every other surgery, I had taken a small bit of time off, pivoted. I had done different things so that, um, you know, I was working more and more in administration. I was then a program manager for a nursing program, you know, province wide. And I was more in administration and management than uh, personal care or, you know, direct patient care. And so um, when my last surgery occurred, I was actually working in private practice and loving it but did feel like after my surgery that I wouldn't be able to, I just didn't feel cognitively able to return to a position where, you know, people's lives are in my hands. And so I made a decision at that time to take a break. So I took a hiatus. I continued to register as a nurse every year with my registration. And interestingly, this month um, of February of 2022 is when I've decided to officially retire from nursing. So I have, yeah. So it, you know, that's a bittersweet thing for me because (laughs) I have found something else that I absolutely love doing and that's coaching. Um, But so it's part of my identity as, as 
as being a nurse. And yeah. so retiring from that and officially not re-registering, um, has, it, it took a long time to make that decision, but I feel really good with it. I'm very excited and super fulfilled with my career now. So it just kind of went that way when after, you know, a long answer to your <laughs> question is that um, I found myself looking for something else for my fulfillment that I felt like, uh, what could I do and what, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? I'm still young. I have lots of mm. years and I have this need to serve others, to support others. And, you know, I did that in nursing and with other things. And now what can I do? And so my life just, I, I became very open to opportunities and uh, things just came to me, which, um, which they tend to do when you're open, I believe. And so opportunities came. um, I started looking into coaching, wrote my book, did a big talk for Vancouver, get inspired and realized that this is something that I can do. And I absolutely love what I do now. Oh, I can see it on your face. You know, we're, we're here on video. You're listening to the audio, but you can see the joy in your face when you talk about the work that you're doing now. And I think it's interesting part of your story that it, you know, it took you time um, through each progressive surgery and then a, a, another life change, having another, a second child, which is that in itself is a miracle that you, you know, to have, it's always a miracle to have a child, but to have a child while you're living with a brain tumor and going through all of this, I mean, it's, it's absolutely incredible. And I love that you've chosen to give back in this way that is different from the work that you were doing. Of course, I mean, nurses, I mean, give back every single day and what they do, right? That's why you're a nurse in the first place. It's one of the most helping positions, professions that there are, but your shift now as a speaker and an author and uh, a coach, it allows you to connect with people in a very different way and in a more public way right, than the work you were doing as a nurse. So tell me a little bit about this book, uh, Gratitude Reciprocates. Uh, When did you, was it your own idea, like you wanted to write a book, or was someone like, Tracy, tell, you know, you need to tell your story in a book. How did the book story come about? Uh, Yeah, funny, because now writing has become quite a big part of my life. I write articles for a couple different local magazines, and it's become something that I've realize that I love, but it was definitely not at all something that I had considered or even enjoyed doing, you know, growing up, I was not someone who wrote, I didn't journal, which I do now. And I read ferociously, but never considered myself to be someone who would write anything. Um, And it really came to be where I was continue to hear from people that you have a story and, oh, you should write a book. You know, people say that and uh, various parts of my life, I still get people say, oh, like that happened also. Oh my gosh, Tracy, you should write, write a book. <laughs> um, but it really came um, as part of my um, obligation or agreement really with, uh, there's a TEDx Stanley Park producer that decided he here locally in Vancouver, British Columbia, and he decided to do a an event called Vancouver Get Inspired. And amazing how it all kind of happened that it came to me and then I auditioned and I was chosen to be a speaker, one of, um, I believe there was eight of us that year. And so it was the inaugural event. His goal is to make this an, an international um, event. It has for sure been uh, affected by COVID, but um so that so I was able to be part of the um, initial inaugural 
event. It was amazing. And I loved it. Uh, and part of that was an encouragement from him and his team to write a book. And so I did, um, as I was finishing up that event, um, I was writing a rough draft and wrote my book and I really wanted to, to be something where, yes, I do share my story in there of, of my brain tumor and what happened and, uh, what my life is like with it. Um, but also there's some tips and tricks in there of gratitude practice and just some simple ways of, you know, I have a gratitude tool in there that people can use and so forth. So it's a really quick, easy read. Um, it is available on Amazon and, uh, you know, I think currently about the cost of a latte. So at Starbucks, (laughs) so super cheap. I didn't want it. I didn't write it to be a money-making endeavor. I really, um, wrote it to hopefully inspire people and for them, for, for the readers to realize how impactful gratitude is and that it's something we can do for free daily to affect our life. Okay. So tell me what it means when you say gratitude reciprocates. Okay. I believe that when we're grateful, uh, it causes a ripple effect. So it's, you know, as simple as, you know, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when I am showing up in my life like that, even when times are hard, especially when times are hard and I find things to be grateful for, um, I believe that to get there first, there needs to be acceptance. It doesn't mean that I'm ever saying, you know, yay, brain tumor or yay, you know, COVID or whatever it is um, that's affecting your life. Yay, divorce, you know, Uh, but coming to a place of acceptance and then looking for all the things, uh, you know, some days are more challenging than others, but finding all the things that we're grateful for. And it could just be one thing maybe. And it could be just as simple as you said earlier, Julie, about here I am alive again. I have another day here on earth. And so, um, I really feel that it is something that when I give that way to my life, I give that to myself, I give it to others that are around me. They are impacted by me showing up in that way. And so it's just a reciprocated, um, feeling. It's a reciprocated, um, gift. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I just, it's a great way to talk about gratitude. And so it's something new. You know, I, I say this every time is that I've interviewed over a hundred people on this podcast in my third year of doing this. And yet there are always new and different ways to look at gratitude, practice gratitude, put gratitude into our lives. And that's what is so incredible about this work is that it is free. You know, we don't, there's no cost to do gratitude and it is simple. It's not always easy, but it is quite simple to do. And you mentioned that you had some tips or ways that you encourage people to practice gratitude. What are some of the ways that you personally show up in gratitude in your Sorry, it got, it's really loud here. I Yeah, for those who know, I have my daughter homeschooled, so I apologize. She's very excited right now. So I'm, I'm hoping we don't hear in the background. Um, yeah, speaking of practicing gratitude, actually every day I have gratitude for our home because um, home prices where I just moved in June and I just saw how much home prices increased in one year in my community. And I, 
I have tremendous amount of gratitude for having a roof over my head. So that's just like, you know, it's like, that's it. You take a piece of news. that's not necessarily great, which is home prices have increased by $271,000 in one year for a single family home, which seems prosperous. And then I look and I think, I'm so grateful that I have a home, right? Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that I have a roof over my head and I just, I let it go because I don't have to move. And a year ago, I was in a situation where we needed to move. So I have a tremendous amount of gratitude for that. So tell me about how it shows up for you. Well, first of all, Julie, I say to your kids, this great laughter and sounds that are happening. And this is real life. So this is, you know, this is, this is what's, this is what life is all about. Um, so I, I really would like our listeners to hear that if you are in the muck, if you are, you know, life has handed you some lemons and you're feeling it and you're depressed or anxious or all angry, all those things that, you know, we judge as negative as being bad, um, that, that, that you are human. And this, that is a human response that there is no right or wrong I don't want people to ever feel that, oh, I am not being grateful, so I'm bad or I'm wrong or, you know, they can do it. I can't do it. Um, it, I hope that we all give ourselves permission to feel that, all those feelings and grief and, and that they come and go. It, but it's a matter of, uh, I believe, uh, you know, how long do we want to stay there, first of all? Yeah. And that, um, you know, my biggest tip for people about gratitude practice is to just make it simple. Um, and that, you know, to hear like a gratitude practice, that sounds like, you know, my nursing practice, that's complicated. Like you have to go to school for that and, and learn things and have this, you know, maybe you have to have this special journal. I mean, you could do all that, but when you're in the muck and you think to yourself, I have nothing I got, I have nothing. I've lost this. I, you know, I mean, there are times when things are hard. Life is hard. When you're in that place, it's very challenging to be looking at, you know, anything positive and maybe you don't want to, you just want to be in that place and that's okay. But when you decide that you don't want to be there, then you've had enough. It's as simple. And I say that kind of lightly because it's not simple, but it's as simple as changing your state. So if you are, you know, in your apartment and it's dark and you're feeling low and sad or depressed, my way of changing and flipping it in my head and allowing myself to feel some light and some gratitude for something is to change something. So it's going outside for a walk. It's playing some music that I know lifts me up. It could be playing music that helps me cry or scream into a pillow um, or music that I know uplifts me. And so I'm going to end up dancing to it. That change of state then helps your mind change its state and so then it's easier to then find this other pathway in your brain. Our brain wants to find like the, the path of least resistance. So if you have this path where, you know, life is horrible, life sucks, this keeps happening to me, everybody else is living this beautiful life. That's your like path that you've now weed whacked, you know, it's like this worn <laughs> down walkway to despair 
And it's much harder then to find a new path, but it's so worth it. And so changing some type of state, um, movement, music, going outside um, will help you do that. And then also another tip I have is to use your senses. So all five senses, what is something that you are, what's something, and just start with something that you love. Maybe it's not even, you can't think of gratitude. Like I'm grateful for, you know, but maybe it's, I love the smell of coffee in the morning. And could you say it in a way that you're like, I'm grateful for my coffee in the morning, grateful I have a coffee maker, um, something like that. So do that all with your senses. What am I, what do I like to smell? What's a great smell to me? For me, I love the smell of a fresh shower. Like if I walk into a bathroom and someone has just showered and I smell their products, I really, I really like that. Um, or on their skin, you know, um, or the smell of when it's rained or the smell of coffee. Like I, so go through your senses like that is, um, and maybe, you know, when you're in your despair, it's the, the feeling of your comfortable, warm bed, the, your favorite blanket. Um, and then trying to, you know, getting yourself to go like there yeah. will help you get to a place where then you can wake up in the morning or before you go to bed at night and think, oh, I'm grateful for this warm bed. I'm grateful yeah. I have a place to yes. sleep, you know. And if you don't have a place to sleep and you're, um, you know, cause that's certainly life's journey too, for many is yep. what, what else can you be grateful for that person that is helping you or that there's services out there? I know one of the things that I'm hugely grateful for uh, is the Canadian medical system because, um, without it, I would be in deep, deep debt. I've had four yeah. brain surgeries and, and other places in the world that would be, I'd be in a real spot. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. So it, yep, those are and the thing is, is we can great be grateful for things that aren't perfect. And yeah. I think that's where the trickiness comes in for some people is like, well, yeah, but there's all these things wrong with the Canadian medical school system. I'm like, yes. And I can be grateful that in this moment, when I needed the services that my wallet wasn't making the decision for me. And that's Absolutely. like really something that um, is easily taken for granted is that you Absolutely. don't have to make a decision with your wallet. So for sure. And I, and I do believe that when, if our mind is telling us things like, like the medical system is bad, like, you know, it does, it's not perfect. So this is bad or, uh, you know, um, I don't have food in my fridge or those kinds of things. If you're telling yourself those things, that vibration, I really believe that what we're putting out then vibrates from us. So the vibration of gratitude and even further, I believe is appreciation. I feel like that's an extension of gratitude. That's a higher vibration. So when we can get to that, um, the world, not only do things change of what we're looking at because we're looking at them differently, but the, the world shows up differently for us when we're showing up in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Tracy, you have really filled us with so many beautiful ways to practice gratitude. You've shown it what it us, what it really is to live in gratitude and to take something that is, could be extremely difficult to live with, but you found a way to live with it and found joy and found a way to be of service to others and found a way to spread gratitude as you do through all of your work. Uh, Tracy, where's the best place for people to find you? My website would be the best place, uh, tracypurvis.com. And I am on social media as well. So LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Um, honestly, I have been 
less of a presence on social media uh, intentionally over the last several months, Uh, but I am still there. So if you go to my website though, there are articles there, blog posts, um, videos, and so on that you, and you can connect with me if there is, uh, that's where you can connect with me if you would like coaching services, et cetera. Yeah. Amazing. Tracy, I feel you on the, uh, taking a step back from social media. I'm going through some of my own challenges right now, trying to figure out how I can still show up and also honor my own mental health these days. So, um, I appreciate that you mentioned that and you do have a great website. It's easy to navigate, easy to find you there. And I find, you know, reaching out directly to someone is often the easiest way to connect with them. So thank you again for this incredible time with me. I have so appreciated it. Um, I appreciate we, we went through a bunch of technological challenges to get here, <laughs> but it was worth it. And just thank, thank you. you again, Tracy. I've really enjoyed our time together. Thank you, Julie. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Welcome to The End Secret, where I share a little bit of personal information just as a thank you for sticking around to the end of the podcast. Okay, this week I'm sharing with you a secret that is something I haven't done for over a year, but I decided to do kind of spontaneously last week. No, I'm not talking about any more cold ocean dips. Now, some of you might know this about me already, but most of you don't. I have been streaming on Twitch. Now, Twitch is a streaming service where people can do different things like stream different video games or just chat and connect with people. And for almost a year, I was streaming on Twitch playing video games. And when I last went on Twitch, I was playing a game called Fall Guys The Ultimate Knockout, which is a super fun online game. And I stopped doing it in February of 2021 for a number of different reasons. And I had this inclination this past Friday that I wanted to do it again. And so kind of out of nowhere, I decided to press the go live button on my Twitch stream again. And we ended up doing our Fall Guys Friday for four hours on Friday night. It's super fun. My family gets involved. We have a great time. And if you want to join us and just watch and have fun with us, you can visit me on Twitch. My Twitch screen name is actually Mrs. and then underscore underscore Wolf because my husband, who is a Twitch streamer and does it regularly and has been for over two years now, his screen name is psychotic underscore wolf. So I couldn't get the Mrs. underscore wolf. So I am Mrs. underscore underscore wolf on Twitch. I would love to see you there. If you show up in my Twitch chat and let me know from your pot that you're here from the podcast, I will just lose it and laugh so hard because it would be so amazing to bring someone from the podcast from this community to come and say hi on Twitch. Hope to see you there. Thank you for listening right to the end of the podcast. I hope this episode inspired you to choose to practice gratitude in different ways than you might have before. If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, all you have to do is click on the check mark or plus sign under the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast name to make sure that you're alerted of all the new episodes. If you really enjoy this podcast and want others to hear about it, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite app. Your review can help others to find the podcast and start to join us in choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.